7 Days to Play. Welcome to 7 Days to Play, your weekly mobile game review program. I am Sam. And I'm Edwin. Each week, we challenge one another to play a new mobile game, and this week it was my turn. And I chose Paco Forever by Tree Man Games. Tree, is that like, are you saying the number three funny, or do you mean like the uh, leafy tree? Leafy tree. <laughs> it's a, a leafy tree. Okay. Just, mm. think, just think of Lord of the Rings. Oh, like tree the, the tree. <laughs> That's what yes. they call them. I think they have a name. I'm not enough of a Lord of the Rings fan to remember exactly. Trance. They're trance. Tree, tree, tree ants. Tree ants. It's spelled like tree ants. Not the genre of music that Simon Vetz trance. plays. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm into trance music. <laughs> Only trees can hear it. <laughs> so tell me about Paco Forever. Paco Forever is the third in the series of Paco games. Paco 1, Paco 2 which I think was more of a sort of GTA-style run missions, or maybe more like Crazy Taxi, where you have to like pick up people, run missions, do the rest of it. I think that was sort of Paco 2. And now Paco Forever is a run-away-from-the-cops game. I don't think there's a genre of this game. I don't know, Sam. What would you say the genre was? I mean, it's like an arcade <sighs> runaway game. Runaway-and-hide game. I'd say this is kind of like a runner game, right? If there was, like, the closest equivalent of it. Yeah, see, I was thinking, also, it's sort of a bullet hell game, but the bullets are actually cars. Because, I mean, you're just dodging stuff all the time, right? Uh, uh, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't think it has enough elements. I, I can see where you're, where you're getting at. I thought I had a really profound insight there. <laughs> <laughs> I, no. I think it's missing too many elements for it to be considered a bullet hell game. So you play as, well, who knows who you play as, because it's never explained, but you control a a car that's trying to outrun the cops. So you're not off, a person named Paco? I was really hoping to find out. Maybe I have to go back to Paco 1 to find out the fact who that or what it's a called Paco is. Paco in all caps is also quite mm, curious. Yeah, it might be an acronym for something. Right. Police and, and crazy outrun. There you are. Cra- Police and crazy outrun. <laughs> With a K. <laughs> I thought it was just a really funny way of saying parking lot. Oh, cool. oh, get on that Paco! I think it's what Australians, Australian we gotta, slang for. We gotta get lot. on that Paco. <laughs> you control a getaway car. I'm moving on. You control a getaway car that's being chased by the police, the popo. I don't know. People don't say that. Uh, you start <laughs> off in the parking lot of a mall, and you never actually see the mall, but you have a endless, uh, randomly generated parking lot each time in which to outrun the cops, and basically you need to last as long as possible. On the way, you will need to dodge around parked cars, trees, and then all other manner of crazy accoutrements that pop up. Because it starts off, it's kind of fun, it starts off as pretty much a straightforward, grounded in this reality. parking lot. Yeah. But then as the time progresses... You get large living statues. Weird stuff happens, yeah. There are volcanoes that appear out of nowhere. Large disco balls. (laughs) UFOs. I think I see, have seen some ghosts at one point. The whole conceit works because I was sort of analyzing this. I was maybe analyzing this a little bit too much. But basically, your car's turning circle is slightly smaller than the cop's turning circle. So whenever you turn, you can turn a little bit faster than the cops. And that's kind of the basis of like why this game works. And that you can, even though the police cars are often just as fast or slightly faster than you, your turning circle is quicker and also the acceleration 
after the turn is better than the police cars. And that's kind of how the game becomes fun because you can turn quickly, avoid a tree, cops, the cop cars can't turn that quickly and they slam into the tree. And that's kind of why this game is fun. The controls are that you just have left and right and you just simply have to turn in the appropriate direction to either one, avoid obstacles that are in your way and two, don't run into police cars. Because if you do run into police cars and tanks and other cars, you'll blow up. And when you blow up, the game's over. You get the name of my favorite pop band from the 2000s on your screen. Busted. <laughs> Was that really a name of a band? Oh my god, yes. And they were amazing. My favorite song by them, uh, Year 3000. Look it up. <laughs> Links in the show notes. Yeah, they never quite made it over to the US. I think their brand of essential, essentially pop punk never really made it over here because you guys already had like uh, Blink-182... And oh, so like, they're that, that type of music, like kind of yeah. sort of high school rock. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly that. Teen angsty. I had a big crush on the bass player. Nice. So. Is, was this a British band? Yeah. Okay. Hmm, interesting. Not going to nah. check it out, though. I was, gonna, I was good, because <laughs> I was seconds about for, away from sending you a track. But we'll put a link to Year 3000 by Busted in the show notes. <laughs> Which you can listen to while playing a Paco Forever. So how far did you get in Paco Forever? Well, which metric shall we use? Because there are... The, the basic, the main metric is like, how long is your longest survival run? But that said, there is also cars unlock after certain... And there's a whole bunch of different uh, criteria you can get that unlocks new cars, like crashing a certain number of times, playing a, number, a certain number of games finding certain things like if you find the ghosts mm-hmm. you unlock a certain car um so let's do longest survival all right my record is one minute 12 seconds oh wow that's pretty good you really, certainly I be- was so <laughs> confused as to whether that was good because i felt well anyway maybe we can talk about that in future but yes i did not feel that, that was a very good time mine is 51 seconds and 57 milliseconds because there's this one car i really want but it unlocks after 90 seconds which is crazy. Not come even close to surviving that long. I feel like I had a really good run and I look at the time and it's like 20 seconds. <laughs> yes. This game is very frustrating. It's a, it's a deliberately hard game, right? It's a, it in a, a flappy bird. Fla- flappy bird? A flappy, flappy. bird. Hello, I blame flappy bird. Faffy, faffy bird. <laughs> <laughs> it's a deliberately hard game, but I did not feel like I got any better. I think I hit felt like I hit a certain level and I was like oh yeah like I can usually survive for like 30 seconds but that one minute 12 seconds was a one-off I've not even come close to that a second time yeah I do feel like the randomness adds so much to it to a point where I started to dislike it for the same reason that I dislike games like Bejeweled yeah let's talk about the randomness every once in a while and I don't know how it spawns but like every once in a while you get a little present box that comes to you that gives you some sort of power up we should talk about Whether, too. Yes. Yeah, so these are things that helps you run away from the cops. Like, one of them is going to be a bomb thing where it makes a big explosion around you and it destroys all the police around you. Oh. Another one of them might be freeze, where in your view, all the police cars that are around you freeze up and stop moving, but you still know, carry on the momentum. That's yeah, quite fun. like blocks yeah. of ice, and you can run over them. <laughs> um, another fun. one, like, yeah, it makes you into a giant, right? And so you can just run over all the things for a certain amount of time. And so these things are very randomized, but also I think there's a different valuability for each of these items. What was your favorite power-up? The drone was pretty good. 
because it lasted quite a while. And then it would kill the things that are coming towards you, like right away. Yeah, so right. a, a drone will fly above your car and shoot lasers at the at the cop cars, but it doesn't kill them straight away. It takes them a few hits to destroy the cars. Right, but what the I, benefit is it does last around for a really long time. What I didn't like about the drone was that it added more screen noise. In that there's something flying over your screen, it's shooting lasers, it just cluttered up an already pretty hectic screen. And I think that's also my little bugaboo about the present that chases you, is that in the heat of, not battle, in the heat of running away like a child, you, <laughs> the, it's so easy to mistake the present for a, for a car. I almost wish it was instant. Yeah, right. I couldn't quite work out why would you have a present, a giant present chasing you, Yeah, which is a good thing versus a cop car chasing you, which is bad. I, yeah, I wish it was just a little pop on screen or something like that. Yeah, and it seemed kind of random when those presents would appear. Like, I wasn't sure what spawned those presents. Would it- yeah, I never worked it out. I thought it was maybe like a time-based thing, like every 10 seconds you got something, but no. It yeah, it was bad. weird. No. I thought maybe it's when two, you make two car crashes, like when you make two cars crash against each other, or like when uh, you make them crash against the like combo. an element. Yeah, mm. then that appears. But I, yeah, it was never really clear to me. Another thing that drove me crazy about the randomness is sometimes you have really good runs just because there's less cars around it would certainly be random where they appear and how many appear it seems i yep. even don't know like there's certainly an amount that increases as you're playing because it, it gets a little harder and harder each second that passes by but overall like that would play such a factor of whether you have a run that lasts 10 seconds or a run that lasts 50 seconds what was your least favorite power-up? I want to complete this power-up conversation because I was fascinated by them. I kind of went very deep on thinking about strategizing these. I can tell you my least favorite one straight away. Wrecking Ball. I, I actually ball. appreciated the Wrecking Ball because if there was like a bunch of cop cars following you, the Wrecking Ball got rid of all of them that were following you. I liked, the, I liked it in theory. It just never seemed to be that useful in practice. And I also, it, the physics kept messing me up because the physics don't change your car at all. Right. But in my head, I'm like, I'm, I'm dragging a giant two-ton wrecking ball <laughs> behind me. Surely that's going to affect the physics of my slow, car. But it didn't. It's going to slow my car down. <laughs> yeah. That's like um, my hearse right down. The one that I didn't like is Bomb because the, the area was quite small. It happens very quickly and just around your vicinity. Right, so it didn't get the cars that were coming towards you really quickly from far away. Airstrike was also a good one because airstrike just, is probably my favorite. It just obliterates everyone in your view. But what's good about bomb is bomb will also destroy obstacles. Mm. So if you are messing up and co- like careering towards a tree, you can bomb, and then that would destroy the tree. The airstrike only uh, would destroy the cops. The one that messed me up the most was the power up that turned you into a giant. Which essentially makes you invincible, but for a very short period of time? Very short period of time. So you'd be on this rampage of driving over things, and the power-up runs out just as you're about to... (laughs) Well, you're thinking, okay, I'm going to hit through this tree because I'm a giant. And you turn back into your normal car, and the tree kills you. (laughs) Yes. Yep, that happened to me many times as well. So when when I would get the giant, I would be conservative in my driving style and maybe just drive in a straight line or just stay on a road. Yeah. Overall, like this game was quite entertaining. There was a lot for me to sort of like dig into, but at the same time, you know, I had that really good pick up and play action, right? Yep. And portraits, we should say. Right. Which was mm, one, not obvious how to do it. Just turn your phone. 
what who has their orientation unlocked i know that which, is yeah your which monster. crazy person has the orientation unlocked on your iphone that's true. I have to manually unlock it each time right. I wanted to play it in portrait mode. And then I would forget that I had left it unlocked and suddenly my, I'm like, oh my god, my phone's rotating and whizzing around and why is everything in portrait mode? Oh boy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so that's like the only thing that I felt. If it was just a menu option, like, hey, totally cool. I'll just set it and then play with it. But, you know, it's just something that I had to make sure that I had the portrait mode like or, or the orientation lock unset before starting the game so i just always played it in portrait mode did you find any differences in gameplay using portrait versus landscape definitely landscape you see so much more of the screen as you're driving around so you tend to be a lot freer with your movements i feel if you're playing in landscape with portrait i really restricted it to either going up and down the screen so i'd either move either north or south yeah for a game that's predicated on avoiding things that are coming in from usually the sides of the screen, playing in portrait mode definitely felt like a hindrance. Shall we get to the three by threes? Let's do the three by threes. Three things good and three things bad. Sometimes it's a hit, sometimes it's a smash. <laughs> no good at freestyle rap. Eminem would beat my ass. <laughs> Eight mile style. Both literally and, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and in Although person. he's getting a bit older now, so, you know, he's like a wheezy <laughs> old man. So, I really like the fact that it is the pick up and play. You can just whip it out anytime like a whip i hate that that's become the phrase of the show <laughs> and it's my fault i think the game is just designed for a quick play as well so it starts immediately there's no loading screen it just gets to it gets to the point right away right you can just start the action immediately i was hooked i thought the gameplay was pretty addictive they did a really good job of yeah as you say like getting out of the way getting to the game game is simple enough to you know, no tutorials, no... In fact, I don't think there's much text at all in the game. Yeah, the only thing that it told you was that, um, like, double tap for this power as soon as you get it. That's true, yeah, right. double tap. Uh, and then if you hold with two fingers, you do a slightly exaggerated slide. Yeah. And otherwise, tap left, tap right to move in those directions, and that's and that's it. Um, but there was... We'll come to this a little bit later, but there was enough strategy. Like, there's lev- levels of strategy involved that make you think about it like i probably thought about it too much about exactly how the game works and how to play strategically so you can last last as long as possible it's surprisingly deep you it seems like a pretty simple game on the surface but actually if you overthink about it there's quite a lot going on my next good point it gives uh it gives you a good driving slash getaway feeling it does feel like there's this pressure on you to get away for some reason you could be baby driver exactly yeah and you know um the feel and the look and feel of the game is slightly retro the design i think is pretty nice in terms of all the elements that are on screen you know like all the cars have this unique style about it uh sort of like this flat shaded polygons that really works well and uh yeah i think overall like the the package is pretty nicely done yeah it is essentially the last 30 minutes of blues brothers as a game (laughs) right where all the police cars yeah. just crash into each other. Yeah. In addition to all this, like it's very well made. Like the new cars become available, like just as you start to get a little bit bored. At least that was mm. my experience. Once I was starting to go, oh, oh boy, this hearse. Wow, that's really slow. You know, I'm just like struggling to feel like I'm getting better. Uh, then, oh wait, you've unlocked a new car by playing it a certain number of times or surviving a certain amount of time. 
um, that just give you a little dopamine hits to go back. And like they do a good job of actually having the cars behaving differently. And then when you unlock the school bus or a fire engine, oh, you can take two hits by a, by a police car. And you're like, aha, but you're slower and a larger target. So yeah, there's just a whole world of strategy that it kind of unlocks that I really enjoyed. The last good point that I had was, you know, it might not seem like a big thing, but the, the portrait and landscape mode being available is just a huge addition for me. Um, I do wish the, the way that you configured that was a little bit easier and actually in-game. Um, but having that, having that availability is, I think, always a plus for these type of mobile games. Talking of strategy, I will give you my top three tips for staying alive. Pew, pew, pew! Top three tips. One, do not go in a straight line. In fact, don't even, ideally, don't go at 90 degrees at all. Like, if it's possible to kind of bob and weave 45 degrees-ish through, like, across the parking lot, across the little intermedian, inter- the medians, whatever they call the little uh, grass verges between, uh, between the asphalt and the trees, like, just try and bob and weave that way that seemed to work best so if you find yourself going straight for too long unless you're a giant change your strategy mix it up a little bit yeah number two use those power-ups wisely i kind of went between using them instantly which sort of worked but i think a better strategy would be to hang on to certain ones until you get a lot of cop cars on screen if you get the airstrike but there's only one car on screen Hold on to it for a little while, and then when there's a lot of cars on screen, you want to like invoke the airstrike. I try to be strategic, especially with the bomb. If I saw a car coming straight towards me, try and deploy the bomb then and hold on to it until the next present came along. And I think you can't. You can't. Hmm, the presents some of them don't you can't stack. stack. Yeah. yeah. Although I think I've had wrecking ball and drone together before. So some of them do, but some of them don't. Don't hold on to them for too long because you'll die and you'll never get to use them. But at the same time. Maybe don't use them straight away. Just be just be a little la goma about it. It's a Swedish word for you. Yeah. Number three, use the environment to your advantage. Uh, mm. Try and keep as close to the obstacles, the parked cars, the trees, signage as possible without crashing into it. Because uh, the cops are not as good driver as you, and so they will just blunder right into it. This so sometimes, true. if I, I would try and find uh, a standalone sign which they have scattered through more parking lots and do a bunch of donuts around that. That would kind of clear out some of the cops. Mm-hmm. But don't do that too long as well. Like you basically, you just can't keep doing the same thing for too long. Yeah, because They'll, I feel like they recognize the pattern and then <laughs> right. throw a car your way that's going to mess it up. One thing to be careful though is like the trees, every part of that tree is a hit area. Oh, so yeah. it could be like the lingering oh, twig. Up that branch. Yeah. Exactly, right next to it you feel... Oh, it's just a branch. I could surely drive by it and not damage my car. Nope, it's going to kill your car. So when you're revolving around trees, just make sure you have a pretty clear path. <laughs> On to the bad points. Bad points. So my biggest bad point is th- this game looks fairly simple from like a polygon count standpoint, right? Like it's nicely flat, nothing really detailed as much, right? But I still ran into pretty big frame rate issues it wasn't like a smooth 60 frames per second which i feel like they could have implemented um and there is like an option in the settings where you can change the vfx which enables and disables shadows but that really didn't do much in terms of the actual frame rates i'm I'm wondering if it was just like locked at like 30 frames per second 
But whatever was the case, I feel we can actually push it a little bit and make it feel like a super smooth 60 frames per second game. Mm. Oh, yeah, I did not notice that. I did turn off VFX when I saw it because you can toggle it in menu and it'll show you a preview. And I was like, well, the just I was just trying to cut down on the amount of screen noise. And actually, I think strategically, that's me thinking strategically again. <laughs> like having shadows just adds more visual clutter to a screen. So I thought, aha, I'll turn that off. Look and at you. Then I can get my, my dream of 90 seconds survival. <laughs> my first bad point, I guess it kind of goes towards the randomized nature of this. But man, it is so annoying when you just get one of those cop cars that barrels in from the side of the screen and slams straight into you. And there's nothing you can do about it. Man, that is so annoying. When it just comes right in front yeah. of you. It yeah. just comes directly right in front of you towards you. And you're just Kamikaze! like, oh, it's already too late. You can't make a turn in order, in order for you to be saved. So it's so it's annoying. super annoying. Yeah, that's that was also another one of my bad points. It's like, I feel that randomness needs to be addressed just a little bit. It's like, give, right? give me a chance to get out of the way. This yeah. is like, nope, slam. I wonder how we can make that, how, how you might be able to make that better. I think if the car had like a jump, right? Every once in a while, you just have this ability to jump over a car that's coming towards you. That might be be something. Yeah. Maybe cars can only spawn like a 90 degree cone behind your vehicle or something Mm -hmm. like that. Something like that. Yeah. Just having it spawn right in front of you as you're barreling toward. Yeah, that's unfair. (laughs) Yep. I feel like there was a conflict between this game being too easy, too simple and too random. Um, I'm not sure if it was purposely built for that strategy that you, you're talking about. I do feel it like there is things that you can develop in order to, to get better at this game. But then you get hit by the randomness of it and it just sort of throws away the skill that you've built up in the game. I don't know. There's something around that where... And the core of this, this game is very simple. And then the randomness thinks it, it sort of it, it sort of alludes you to saying, "Oh, you can strategically beat this game." Um, but I think the randomness is just too strong for where it it negates that strategy. So something about that made me go, "Eh." I couldn't get past sixty seconds, or at least I did it once, and then I couldn't do it again. And I I wish there was a way to give you a sense of progress. A little bit more. This is kind of the point. It's like as soon as you die, you start from the beginning again. Like there's no save points, you know, uh, no mercy. Um, but I wish we could. Yeah, I wish I could just get. I just miss that feeling of oh, the more time you spend, the better you get. And I've been playing it for seven days, and I still can't reliably get over thirty seconds. Edwin, what was your seven day rating? Ding ding ding! This was a seven. Nice. It was a delicious combination of being hooked and irritated by it in equal measure and i just unlocked the suv so i will be playing this some more too wow what does the suv do it just seems slower and worse in every possible respect i haven't actually <laughs> figured out what the bonus like what's the good point of the suv maybe you can go through trees <laughs> Try yeah maybe you can take more groceries from the mall <laughs> uh it's a five day for me so i think it got to the point where i was able to sink my teeth into a little bit uh, but ultimately, like, the, the randomness threw me off, especially when the cars just barrel towards you. So that was Paco Forever from Tree Man Games, free to download, one ninety nine to unlock ads, available on Android and iOS right now. Edwin, 
So we've been getting into this this mode of playing pretty simple games. Well, um, is that true? I guess we we went pretty hardcore with game games, and then we went simple with simple games. Where do we go next, Sam? I feel we've lost the the aspect of there being somewhat of a story. Okay, right along course. the way. Yeah, that's what you think about on a daily basis. <laughs> but. I didn't want to get towards the area where it started feeling like a proper, proper game, as you like to call it. Okay, yeah. So, you have seven days to play Fidel Dungeon Rescue. Fidel Dungeon Rescue. Original puzzle roguelicky. Oh, man. I feel like it's been a while since we played like a puzzle game. Oh, that's this true. This might be a good touch. I do love a puzzle game based on the, on the true life story of Fidel Castro. True, truly, uh, if Fidel Castro was a dog. <laughs> oh, maybe it's Fidel, like Fido? Fi- I think it's Fidel. I think it's okay. Fidel. I think Fidel's a good name for a dog. So, let me read you the description. As we must do on this show every week. Fidel Dungeon Rescue. A roguelike where you can rewind, find the perfect path through monsters, and treasure in this critically acclaimed puzzle crawler. Whoa, it's a puzzle crawler. Hmm. Discover the secrets of the dungeon and rescue your owner. Boom! There's a story right there. Okay. (laughs) Sorry, Sam's happy. (laughs) (laughs) The roguelicky where you can rewind. Oh, that's an interesting mechanic they've added. Learn to perfect your route. I'm just reading the uh, captions from the screen grabs. Quick and grindless. How about my coffee? (laughs) Huge update. Explore the underworld. All right, cool. This This looks like a Sam game through and through. So this game is a little bit pricier. It's four ninety nine from the iOS App Store, but it is true. It is critically acclaimed in the indie gaming gaming sphere. Ah, oh, well, come back next week to find out if it's seven days to play acclaimed, which is what we really <laughs> care about on this show. Before we go, Sam, what's your thing of the week? My thing of the week is I have started watching a little show called Terrace House uh-huh. on Netflix. <laughs> So this might seem like your run-of-the-mill reality show where they put six boys and six girls into a, an amazing house. That's a really upsetting voice you're doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> but the difference here is uh, they're all Japanese, set in Japan, right? So you have this unique nature of, wow, is this how all Japanese people behave? You know, like that little novelty factor. Um, but at the same time, they've sort of Japanese showified the reality, uh, this reality show. And so every like sort of 15 minutes or so, like in the beginning of the show and the middle of the show, you get a glimpse of the commentators that are watching alongside you. Yeah, I've seen a few episodes of this show. That did not land for me. That was the, I did not enjoy that part. <laughs> the commentary was... Oh, I love it. Oh, okay. Yeah, there was just a very enthusiastic man. Yeah, and, uh, and he's a so child. funny, though. <laughs> <laughs> so if you look at like any game show, this is like pretty normal. Like you have your, your B stars, your one, your one or two really funny people, right? That are the, the mood breakers, right? And you have, for some reason, a teen or a child that's there watching <laughs> alongside you. So I think they're just trying to cover the basis of like, People trying to be empathetic to what you're reacting to at home, but being able to voice it like a lot better, right, than what you are doing. And it just sort of 
you know, because every time you watch a show, you you immediately have these reactions and you want to talk about it with someone. So I feel like this actually serves that needs. Like, oh, yes, yes, yeah, they're confirming what I'm thinking. But it's kind of like they they've they've mixed up the the podcast recap with the actual show. Exactly. Right. 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 Quite amazing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've seen a few episodes of the show. I might go back to it. There is something wholesome about it in a way that Big Brother UK was not. <laughs> Let me tell you this. <laughs> <laughs> so it's on Netflix, but I believe. It's only certain recent seasons on Netflix. The original ones are more difficult to find. Is so I think I don't know how it works. Something like that. I think someone. I was reading something about this. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a show that was in Japan previously um, on on a Japanese network. Netflix bought the rights to it uh, and now running the show. So I think my understanding is that. Uh, the one or two seasons before it got bought up by Netflix might be harder to find. I think it's there actually. Um, but the latest two seasons are on Netflix. Oh, I see. And so once Netflix bought it and there was one season where they went to Hawaii that I believe wasn't that well received. Anyway, I think, I think I, that I is the one that's not on Netflix. Something oh, like okay. That. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Wait, so which one are you watching? What season are you watching? I'm watching boys and girls in the city, which is boys the one that's based in, in, city. in New York. I mean, oh. sorry, in Tokyo. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we should say it is all in Japanese with English subtitles. Yeah, good subtitles too. Um, I feel like they do catch a lot of the little nuances and translate it to a more palatable caption. But it does help if you know a little bit of Japanese. For my thing of the week, it is a podcast. You may recall from last year, Missing Richard Simmons by Dan Tabersky. And Pineapple Street Media which we had mixed feelings about. Like There was something engaging about it, but also a slightly icky feeling of... Yeah, a little exploitative. Exploitative of someone who perhaps had you know, some mental health issues or just wanted to like, not be, you know, be, a, be a private individual. He's back. Wait, Richard Simmons is back? Richard Simmons is not back. But Dan Tabersky is. <laughs> if you were missing Dan Tabersky, you can relax. He's, he's now back with a new, <laughs> a new season. <laughs> so what they've done is they've now created a series called Headlong, and Missing Richard Simmons was the first season of Headlong. There is now a second season called Surviving Y2K, where Mr. Tabersky goes back in time, not literally, sadly, but he goes back and revisits uh, the Y2K hoax slash bug slash event programming situation that it developed for all companies all tech companies at the time right right so he's following that tried and true method of of making a hit podcast is for your narrative podcast find something that happened in the 90s because all of that 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 sweet podcast listening demographic of those 30 40 year olds kind of remember it so they've got some context but they probably have forgotten a lot about it and will go back and indulge and go, oh, yes, I remember the 90s. Oh, that's great. So uh, there are two episodes that are out right now, and I think they would come out weekly from now on. And still has some of the problems of the first episode of the, of the first season. Like it's sort of a little bit manufactured, manufacturing kind of conflict where none quite existed. For example, in the first episode, he sort of interviews two people separately and then... You know, he just sort of says, oh, I'm, they never met, but if they had, I'm sure they would love to hate each other. And then oh, wow. they play two out-of-context quotes from each of, the, each of the two people. And, you know, he's like, oh, was that actually necessary? But that said, it is well-made and it is entertaining. 
And it is fascinating to think about it. I will be listening for the next few weeks. So I'm giving you a heads up, Sam. Take a listen. I The theme music is very bad, but try and just ignore <laughs> no. that. Yeah. You're I not think, selling this. I know. I, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I believe the theme music was made by seemingly yanking the tail of a baby chimp. Because it kind of goes, <laughs> Maybe different sizes of chimp they found. That's 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 pretty much all the music. All the music we did listen to in the in uh, Y2K. So (laughs) right, pretty accurate. I am giving it a tacit recommendation. Mm. First two episodes available now. Surviving Y2K by Dan Tabeski. I might check it out. I might not. I'm still too busy watching Terrace House. So, okay. Well, you've got the subtitles, so you could just listen to a podcast and read the subtitles. That's insane. Hashtag multitasking lifestyle. <laughs> All right. So that's our show. You have seven days to play Fidel's Dungeon Rescue. Play alongside us and tweet us at seven days to play. Follow us on Instagram at seven days to play. Search us on Spotify at seven days to play. That's like <laughs> <plastic>. <laughs> and don't email us. Seven days to play.